DMZ. DMZ. I had a question. Can I talk my shit again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Can I talk my shit again? What up, yo, Maji? What up, Blur? What up, Mike? What up, Black Ant? Profit. Uh, VMG. Hold up. Hold up. Yes, indeed. You boy OG Bernie. Liberant Podcast. You can find me at Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple. Click, stream, and enjoy. I hope everybody's having a great week heading to Thanksgiving. So, let's talk about Survivor Series. And this will be the whole segment. This Survivor Series. Get through every match. How I felt about it. Um, the, let's start with the kickoff show. And there's a lot of surprises that I didn't see. First of all, surprises I didn't see. First of all, JBL, John Bradshaw Latham was commentator. He's back on as, you know, commentator. He ain't going to wrestle no more. I don't think he's going to. Shawn Michael also ain't going to wrestle no more. But this is the first time ever NXT is now a part of this Raw and SmackDown, you know, WWE Universe. And the day after their War Game event, which also I will talk about also as part of the Survivor Series weekend that took in place so smackdown happened that friday night i'm pretty sure everybody saw what happened on that friday night with smackdown when everybody was just fighting each other keith lee Braun Strowman facing each other head to head they're both big massive dudes saturday's war games um i'm gonna also also give you what i have felt about war games just nxt i never i'm not i never watched the nxt pay-per-view other than the one they had in Brooklyn um I guess earlier this year with the whole Yanni Gangano Adam Cole you know street you know strip stipulation match they had so the first match right now in Survivor Series when it came to um I guess what's the what I guess the, this was the this was the battle I guess the battle royal to determine who's I guess the world best tag team <clears throat> and um SmackDown wins this one in the result of Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. They they threw the Chief Profits out of the ring. So they're the last survivors. Automatically, they're the winners. Um, now, I it's like there's a kickoff show. So they got you have to have some kickoff matches out of like 11 matches in the card for Survivor Series. Um, you know, I, I I really thought the OC was gonna win. Honestly, <clears throat> I thought the OC would have won this match. I still believe they could have won this match if they didn't get knocked away, knocked out the way they got knocked out by Ziggler and Rude. Um, overall, this is okay. I don't really gotta. Well, I really, I, that's what I do. If I had to like have a, like a measuring stick on one to ten on this match, I'm gonna give it like an honest six. It could have been better. It's a lot of spots that could have been used properly from all these tag teams from the, the, across the three brands, but it's whatever. It's like just a kickoff show match, though. I'm not. I wasn't expecting you know, you know, Flair to be into this you know tag team battle royal, but it is what it is. It did its job. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah. That's I'm, I'm gonna leave it as that. Second, second mashup in the pre-show of three will be the, um, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship between Leo Rush, who is the NXT champion on the NXT brand, of course, 
Takeo Tozawa on Team Raw. I believe SmackDown. Oh shit. Um, I didn't think this through. SmackDown, 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 SmackDown. Kalisto from the Lucha House Parties represented SmackDown. Um, now, like, as I'm gonna just say this as I always said when I always talk about wrestling events, the Cruiserweight is always in the pre-show. I think it's only one time that might not I, that I have acknowledged that it wasn't in the pre-show. I think that was Hell in a Cell. But after that, all pay-per-view matches, pre-show games always had the, the Cruiserweight Championship. And simply put, the Cruiserweight Championship is not being recognized for its value. And hopefully, Leo Rush holds on to that championship for as long as he can and to elevate it. Because so many people come from that Cruiserweight division. They have elevated it from Cedric Alexander to Buddy Murphy. It's been elevated. But nonetheless, I'm going to make it short because I wasn't big on this match. I think maybe this is the first time I can honestly say... I didn't really care for this match at all. I knew what I was getting right now. A lot of high-octane offense, flips, dips, turns around, you know. And, like, I'm not saying it wasn't a good match. I think anytime you get the Cruiserweight Championship, you always ex- you're expecting high-flying, non-stop action from wrestlers 200 pounds and less. That was good. I didn't have really no predictions. I didn't have no predictions at all for this pay-per-view. I'm just, I'm just watching it as it go. And... You know, Leo, you know, Garas and Leo Rush, he's been gone for a couple months right now with, you know, backstage heat that really jeopardized his career. He came back, a new hairstyle, new demeanor, just a new focus right now to himself. And now he's a cruiserweight champion. He's able to, he was able to defend it. So, um, much, much, much love to him. And the last pre, you know, game match for this summer, you know, oh, sorry, I said SummerSlam, sorry, Survivor Series. We got the, um, the New Day, the SmackDown champion, the Viking Raiders, the Raw champion, Undisputed Era, um, NXT champion. Now, when I was watching it, everybody said that they didn't think a show can steal, you know, a match can steal the whole show. It didn't. Not by a long shot. This was an interesting match. It was a. I, I expected a new day at least to get this when, the when they had the lineup. Like I said, I didn't predict any of this. I wasn't predicting anything. I was just gonna watch it and see how it goes. But because of experience, you would give it to the new day. Seven-time tag team champions. Why not? I was wrong. Uh, you know, self shit happens. Um, new day. The turn, pretty much the turn point. Kobe Kingston tried to do a trouble in Paradise to one of the Undisputed Errors, but hit the um, sidebar, knocked his whole leg out. Undisputed Error was able to capitalize on that. And then Viking Raiders, they did their little, you know, Viking experience against the Undisputed Error. They get the win. So um, it was okay. It was like it was 20 minutes at least. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't. I think that's what he's going to get. It's unfortunate that they're on the pre-show also, especially when you're trying to, as a, as a brand WWE, you're trying to elevate the tag team division. I don't know if they elevated the tag team division in this match per se, especially when you got six dominant performers. The New Day has been on a tear, albeit they've been really knocking out jobbers though, but they've been on a tear, winning still, right? New Day recapturing the tag team championship against the Revival in London. 
even though some would debate that maybe they shouldn't have had to, you know, this was a revival year to really hold on to it. And it might have been a different outcome if the revival was there. And then you got the Undisputed Era, who's been running rampant on everybody in NXT. And right now, they're really showing their asses right now as one of the dominant brands. And maybe this was meant to be what it was right now. Um, one, one, one tie between all three networks for the, for the time being for the pre-show. Maybe this was already planned just to, just to see how the main cards is going to do. And boy, the main cards, so for the most part, has really been... They've been they've been not what I expected. But um Viking Raiders win. So right now that's the pre-show. So this goes no one 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 to all of them. So I'm gonna let the, my sponsor from Anchor speak to you. Well which is me. So after the little you know brief intermission, we're gonna get back to the rest of this summer, you know I said summer Sam, what the hell I'm saying? Survivor series. Burn. Uh, first match into the main card is the females five on five on five elimination match. Um, team Ripley, Team Flair, Team Banks. I I I I, want, I, I I know all names right now, but it'll be too long to explain. Well, you know what? Let's just get it out the way. You got Rhea Ripley. You got Bianca Belair. Um, Tony Shock, I believe her name is. Eero Shirai and Candice Ray. Candice LeRae. Uh, that's the NXT. SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Nikki Cross, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross. Uh, I said Nikki Cross already? <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, I think I said Nikki Cross. Why am I bugging? Why I feel like there's another person in there? I don't know. Ross, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Kabuki Warriors, and Sarah Logan. Now, some turning points happened in this match. One, Candice Murray and Io Shirai both got knocked out the, the whole match. So, they was already down to three NXT stars. Second turn of event, Charlotte Flair got missed by her own teammate, Asuka, after Charlotte decided to enter herself into the match when, you know, when NXT was looking really down at the time. And so, it was SmackDown. And Asuka was already on the table after... Uh, Curry Zane was already eliminated, so Oscar started going. Uh, everybody started kicking everybody left and right. She wasn't stopping for nothing. And Charlotte decided to end that momentum inadvertently. Tagged her in, and Charlotte came in. They had a little, dis- they had a little argument. Charlotte knocked the shit out of her. I'm sorry. Charlotte's a big person. She knocked her ass out. <clears throat> While Charlotte is still fighting, Oscar finally gets up. Charlotte turns around. Oscar threw the green mist at her. She don't know what's going on. I believe who knocked who eliminated her I uh, I would like to say I think Bianca I think no I think no I think Bianca Bella eliminated her yeah nonetheless she Charlotte eliminated that was a shock I didn't I thought Charlotte was gonna be the last person she didn't even make it to be the last person so another turning point as we're winding down right now there's like one of each right now between both Raw and SmackDown to three at NXT. NXT has mounted a comeback and they are holding turf. They are doing everything as possible. And they have proved that. So what happened next was Hold on. Whew. I'm fighting a cold. Bear with me. 
Sorry. Hate this. My voice don't be sound like this. It sounds crappy as hell, but nonetheless, the show must go on and I gotta talk my shit. Now, Sasha Banks and Natalia. If anybody knows Sasha Banks coming back to WWE after a couple of months of hiatus, first person she hugged and the first person she backstabbed was Natalia, laid her out. Same same result. Natalia should have realized this. I don't know how stupid can you be to not pay attention, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Natalia. You you were you a fool to be even believe that you was gonna team up with Sasha Banks. It's gonna be all good times and shit. No, this brand supremacy. Nobody's friends. I don't know what the hell made you think that Sasha was your friend. Sasha played her part, eliminated Natalia ASAP. Came down to her and real Ripley. They start scrapping. Sasha Banks is giving her everything right now, and real Ripley ain't got no answers until. Out of nowhere, NXT played NXT played the game. They played they played their card well, almost to a point where NXT was more superior to Raw and SmackDown because you had three females against all five of them, both respected sides, knocking them out one by one by one by one. You get to this point right now, Real Ripley. She's facing a a, a superstar in Sasha Banks. Real Ripley. She's she's ascending, but right now Sasha Banks is the biggest star. Eosha Rai, Kendall Ray, they both magically come out unscathed like they wasn't hurt at all using their tactics and real Ripley wins. So NXT is up on the board right now. There's not much I can say about this other than the sheen tactics. Is real Ripley Hill? No, no. I think she's still a baby face to my knowledge. What do I take from this? I don't really take much from it. This was up and down match. I think I wish I, I, I kind of wish it was better. Instead, but you know the real life feel to it. Whereas, like I said, a lot of people on Raw don't like each other, and just like SmackDown and NXT. The only difference is NXT, as Triple H has pointed, when somebody enters their turf, they band together no matter what. And for for a brand that's been you know in the cast in the shadows from Raw and SmackDown for so many years. Since his introduction, what, over 12 years ago at least? Triple H has been really molding this to the highest level. As far as the developmental and now fighting AEW for the Wednesday Night Wars. They're really giving this Jumpstart program the keys to fight off a superior second brand in AEW right now. They're just doing everything that works. And you know, after after eight weeks, they finally, you know, won the you know, what they call the views, I guess, the whatever you want to call it, the whatever I don't know. But this was a this was a big step. I didn't personally. If I'm calling this match right now, I'm gonna say it's decent. I think there's a lot of flaws that could have been executed. There's a lot of things that could have executed, and it wasn't really executed. I'm gonna give this a C. I, it could have been better of a match. And you know, especially when you got 15 ladies right now, it's kind of hard to gel. Especially some heel, some face, some don't like each other, some definitely hate each other. Um, yeah, I, the only person I can honestly say that really stuck to their their guns right now was Asuka and Charlotte. They don't like each other. That, that what do you expect? Charlotte was tight. She was on a momentum run. Charlotte decided to steal her thunder. Asuka said, "The hell with this." I'm not. I'm gone. Bye. Left and they left Natalia by herself. So it was only a matter of time where everything was going to boil down for Raw. But 
No, Natalia, she kept it, she kept it together up to until the point she stupidly allowed, you know, Sasha to think that we are friends, and then Sasha just made her pay. Overall, it was a decent match. Sami Zayn considered this a classic or one of the cla most classic matchups of the year. It was a classic. Hands down, it was, um, this was a brutal three-way fight for the second brand supremacy of uh, Roger Strong, who is the North American champion of NXT, AJ Styles, who is the United States champion of Raw, Shinsuke Nakamura, who is the Intercontinental champion of SmackDown. Um, this, this definitely lived up to what I expected. I'm gonna give this definitely a B, B minus. It's just of the different spots they did, there's a different moves they did, just all around what they was able to accomplish. And in the end, as we have already seen already from the last match, NXT, Roderick Strong came out again on top, doing the same NXT tactics right now in the last seconds to pull this off. I'm not mad at it though. As I said, NXT is opportunistic. They take opportunities. They already, they, they already know it's going. They already know it's going to be a dog out fight. And also, they also most of these wrestlers, they performed that war games yesterday. So automatically, you know, they're gonna they they've been able to adapt to this type of change right now. And they have to, especially considering what they was going through in this war game. Survivor Series was no different. It was going to be as much harder than it was that day before. Well, night before. But um, AJ Styles, I believe, hit the phenomenal four on Shinsuke Nakamura. He knocked Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He gave one hell of a performance. AJ Styles gave a hell of a performance also. But just like NXT did in the last one, they stole the show as they always do. Roger Strong came back in the ring, threw AJ Styles out. One, two, three on Shinsuke Nakamura. I this was this was this was a this, I, this was, I could I could take this. I felt like heading into this match anyway, AJ Styles was a more better wrestler to in this situation, and it was proof he was the best wrestler, the best wrestler in this match. The most luckiest one is the one that wins, and Roderick Strong. I gave him the you gave him the opportunity. He takes the opportunity. You see, when you don't take your opportunity, you lose. And so many wrestlers, there's the opportunities right there. They just don't take advantage of it. Roger Strong, he's calculated. He's smart. He's from the Undisputed Era. You got to be calculated and smart to know your tactics and how to handle this. He was able to, and they won. It's very simple. Overall, I like the match. I give it a B. I was going to say B minus. No, no, it's just a solid B. This was a good, this was a good match. Sami Zayn is right on saying you want to call it a classic I give you that. You're, you're, you're definitely right. It is a classic. Especially for the Survivor Series. This whole show is a classic. Um, Roger Strong, congrats to him. AJ Styles, he one hell of a performance. Like I said, AJ Styles, he gives you everything from his body. He's like, what, 41 years old now? He's giving everything and then some for him. Shinsuke Nakamura was also in his 40s, I believe, also. And he gave you he gave you everything from strikes to kicks to moves to flips. All they didn't do was right now throw out the whole kitchen sink, and this would have been a five-star match. Yay! 
we got the NXT champion between Undisputed Era Adam Cole and Pete Dunne who won a triple threat match at War Games to make it into this title shot against Adam Cole and I enjoyed it um, if I had to give it a, a 0 to 100 I'm gonna give it a 83 I believe it could have been better don't get me wrong two of the best technical wrestlers in the industry period Pete Dunne his manipulations how he's able to break joints and limbs for crying out loud he was the United Kingdom champion for what over 687 days he had that belt for a very long time before he moved to NXT and um, Full Sail University and now you got Adam Cole who right now in his second defense of this NXT championship has really became the face of NXT ever since being Johnny Gargano and pretty much proving everybody that he is the man and he's once again another stellar performance between these two superstars and um, I thought Pete Dunne was going to have the opportunity especially there is no there's no other wrestler around Pete, you know, Adam Cole to begin with. You know, everybody else is doing their own thing. Roger Strong, you know, he was in his own match. Uh, other wrestlers was in their own match. So you uh, thought that this might have been an opportunity for Pete Dunne to really take advantage. But nonetheless, that wasn't the case. Adam Cole was able to survive. He goes on to win this match. And for those who's wondering, because there was a, like a score count, NXT is really like opening the. Well, not even a. Well, I take that back. They are there is a like a there is a tally to see who's winning at the time. But I think with the championship matches with the Ross SmackDown and NXT there against each other, so that would not be counted. And it kind of sucks that you know I was I was, was kind of hoping that maybe champions versus champions versus champions could have taken place with Adam Cole and Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt. But maybe that's not meant to be right now. Hopefully they can hopefully maybe next year if they all are still champions at that point maybe they could do it. But I who knows. But nonetheless Adam Cole still champion then a night after he got taken to hell from Tommaso Champa in that war games match between Undisputed Era Team Champa. He 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 comes back Rebounds got a great win. Um, second biggest pay per view of the year. Well, second longest. I think the second biggest is SummerSlam, and then you got Royal Rumble after that. So, but nonetheless, Survivor Series, a, a big pay per view. Adam Cole delivers when it's when you know when the back's against the wall. He beats Pete Dunne. I forgot what came. Next, um, I was conflicted. I think there's three more matches left, but um, I'm just going to just yeah, I think I just have to freestyle this, just go off what the last thing I remember. And if I'm not mistaken, the last thing I remember was um, uh, sorry, <clears throat> I believe was the five on five on five match. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I believe it was this, yeah, I think it was the Universal Championship. They switched it up. Bray Wyatt against Daniel Bryan. Um, 
this one was a little bit more, there was a lot more noise this time around than it was with the whole Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I, don't, I think a lot of people was just not on Seth Rollins bandwagon. I think they just gave up on him already. Daniel Bryan, everybody knows he's like the, he's like the Messiah. He's the closest looking guy to Jesus we have ever seen. Um, Bray Wyatt, he's been unstoppable. And these two collabs, both of them got the same meta, same mental mentality, crazy shit. But this was one, only one person could win it. And in the beginning, it was okay. Then it picked it up. Both of them worked well together. Different spots, different angles, different type of moves. Even Seth, you know, even um, not Seth, Daniel Bryan bringing back the Yes movement and his attempt to beat the Fiend Bray Wyatt. The fact, and this, I was satisfied with this only because if you're trying to build Bray Wyatt into this super villain, this not, not civilian villain, then you have to you have to really build him into that monster. I don't know where where the WWE sees him as a heel or face. Who knows? But between two guys right now, who you don't even know, you don't even you can't even tell what they could be because they can both they're both great as heels. They're both great as faces. They can both go back and forth either way the crowd is always behind them they're because they are pure wrestlers they they understand the magnitude of this regardless this was a this was an amazing match beginning of it was okay as it started picking up in the middle and to the end it it lived off to it lived up the hype that it was going to be between these two even though it was a short-lived hype but nonetheless it, it delivered I, I do hope, I know WWE said they ain't doing no rematch, but hopefully this gets a rematch at tables, ladder, and shares. I want to see what can happen if Daniel Bryan takes Bray Wyatt to the limit in TLC in December. But um, Bray Wyatt wins with the mandible claw. Most likely, he is most normally this submission knocks people out or knock out, whatever they want to do it. But his shoulder hit the mat, one, two, three. He was able to win using that. So Ray Wyatt is still champion, as expected. If you're trying to build him up into this super evil guy, you have to have him win his matches. So far, nobody's had really had an answer to the Fiend. And you don't want to mess that up until it's time to give it, to take the belt off him for somebody else. Um, I think, as you've seen right now, hopefully WWE is smart. You have to put in the back of your head that Daniel Bryan is one person that can be, if you want to, if you're going to take the belt away from Bray Wyatt, you can give to him. You got to make sure there's the right person that can take it with the fans still rallying behind both of them just in case. Daniel Bryan is definitely one person. Seth Rollins, it's very clear that Seth Rollins, he needs to go heel or he needs to do something at this point because this whole face gimmick is not working out for him. So we got the five on five on five the elimination match. Team SmackDown, Team Raw, and of course Team NXT. Team Rum, Roman Reigns, um, Corbin, King Corbin, Sky, Shorty G, Ali, and of course the Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman, faces Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, 
Well, who else? Who else? Who else? Ricochet and Randy Orton. And of course, we got NXT with Champa, Keith Lee, um, the original bro, Matt Riddle. Oh, shit. Who else? Who else? Who else? Walter. Damn, I'm missing somebody. There's another person I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out who's the guy. Um, damn. I had it also. NXT is new. I'm trying to still remember all these guys' names. This is a new brand of wrestling. Triple H is really bringing them up as fantastic as they can be. It also takes a. There's also going. There's also more people on the roster for WWE to be working with. So bear with me. Plus, my voice is a little messed up. I forgot how. I forgot. You know, preparing a podcast takes a lot of pre-takes and everything else in the process. I was just talking so much. I just blew my whole voice out. So bear with me, okay, folks? Bear with me. I'm sorry. Just automatically my voice just started hurting. I don't even know what was going on with me. I don't know. I have no idea. But nonetheless, it ended with Roman Reigns being Keith Lee. So Team SmackDown finally gets on board with a win, which was much needed because they was struggling already. Just from the jump, Raw ain't do good. Um, but not mistaken, I think NXT was, you know, they was running, they was running rough shot on everybody in wrestling right now. You gotta give, you have to really salute the Generation X, Triple H, John Michaels, Road Dog. Those particular guys really got these guys coached up right now and willing to just go to war at all cost. Salute, nonetheless, right now they really have these guys and females putting on some of the best matches possible in just WWE and the fact that at all places NXT when it was looked at as just a developmental spot and now is elevated to the main roster in in the span of this short time you just gotta give you just got you guys salute you know Triple H for his development what he was able to do with this he made it work so but nonetheless as I said SmackDown gets the win. Roman Reigns speared Keith Lee after Keith Lee knocked out Seth Rollins. And um, that's about it. Steam SmackDown with the win. The second to last match of Survivor Series is with the WWE Championship. That's the Raw brand. Brock Lesnar, the champion, versus the ultimate underdog and Rey Mysterio. And this was fantastic. I give this a 94 out of 100. This was a well-executed match. This wasn't no type of match that's going to end less than five minutes in Brock Lesnar time. This went about 10, you know, listen, listen. The normal standard right now for any great Brock Lesnar match, you're going to have to get 10 to 15 minutes at least. And unless with a, you know, unless with a super, super, like, guy that can match up against Brock That's, but even that Brock Lesnar's matches don't even go too far you get five minutes and that's about it Brock Lesnar looks him look at Brock Lesnar in all actuality he is he is so talented he is so masculine he's so gifted he can break you not just in wrestling but in just in life in general he can just break you in so many ways so I'm pretty sure everybody had to be realistic about you know, this match just because Brock Lesnar's gonna kill him. No holes ball, no disqualification. It did play a part 
and Rey Mysterio mounted some comeback, and then his son came out. And I'm I'm impressed of his son. His son, you know, from taking bumps from Brock Lesnar as abuse to dishing out some moves right now. I, this is yo. Listen, I don't know how old is Dominic, but he's got the making to be a a fantastic star. You know, to a point where Ray can retire, knowing that his son is making a career out of himself. But in the end, Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. I, I believe in Dave, David over Goliath, but this is not David over Goliath. And Brock Lesnar was the better man at the end of the day. Before both Ray and his son Dominic was about to both do some crazy jump off the turnstile belly, you know, splash. Brock got back up like the man he is. <sighs> Suplex City, Dominic out of the sky. Ray tried to get back and try to do some maneuver kick. And just like in Kobe's situation, Brock picked his little ass up. Tossed him down for the F5. One, two, three. That's it. I like this was this was this was well executed. Everybody was expecting a miracle massacre. And we got neither of that. This was I guess. Actually, I don't even I'm not even gonna put no words into it. This was an overall good match. From start to actually great to match from start to finish. How Brock was able to brutalize him. Ray took advantage with some weapons. Brock had the upper hands. Then his son came in. Both of them low blowed. Perfect. Just freaking perfect. And this is what we got. Like at the end, Brock Lesnar is a champion. It's a sad that we might not see Brock Lesnar for the next couple of weeks. Because this might be the last time we see him for the rest of the year. If you know Brock, you know, Lesnar's schedule, he's a champion that holds on that belt for as long as he can, when he wants to, until the next time he's ready to give it up. Because that sucks, it does suck, but considering the matches that Brock Lesnar has really been a part of right now ever since, they are, he's a big draw no matter how you feel about him. Whenever Brock comes down, everybody wants to take a shot at him just to lose. The fact that Seth Rollins was able to get two out of him this year is, is amazing. Kofi, I don't think Kofi had a chance, but nobody expected Kofi to be knocked out in nine seconds. And Ray, you know, Ray gave it everything he got, even with his son coming in. But Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. You got you to gotta treat him like a monster. He is. And there you go. Yay! And the last match that came from the Survivor Series was the main event for... For the third time in WWE pay, pay-per-view history, we have a females match ending off everything. I was surprised. I thought it would have been like the men's elimination or the Brock Lesnar match or maybe the Fiend. I was any one of those three could have probably ended it off. They were both well matches. Um, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, and Bailey. Of course, the three Bs. Oh, yeah, Baszler, Becky, Bailey. Uh, whatever. Listen. This was a decent match. This wasn't an uh, overall great match, but um, the right person won, which was Shayna Baszler. She pinned the right person also in Bailey, which means that I am happy to say that there will be, I feel like there will be a continued feud between the likes of um, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. I think both of them right now, we can honestly say out of two top female performers in WWE well 
I guess two of the three because you still got um what was the name? Yeah, Charlotte Flair. You still got Charlotte Flair. You can't, you know, discount that. But uh, it was overall it was not really what I expected, but the result is consistent. And I'm not sure what I can say about it after that. It, you know, it's a lot of negative that I can say about this match, but I guess the positive side of it, the right person won, which was Baszler, NXT clinches everything. And Bailey was the right person to get pinned. Bailey is not a scrub by no stretch of the imagination, but compared to Becky Lynch and Shannon Baszler, Bailey wasn't no match right now. Even just on a combat level with Shayna Baszler and just as the you know aggressiveness from Becky Lynch is just what, what you what you what you can say about it. It wasn't this wasn't Bailey's night at all. So kudos to Shayna Baszler. The pretty much the whole NXT brand right now that's just upstart, really trying to prove himself to be what they are right now. A force to be reckoned with. They're not about the talking, they're just all about the fighting. And that's what we got. Um, as I said, kudos again. NXT did their thing. And hopefully we can get more from this NXT brand. And I'll probably and I'll definitely will watch a little bit more of the NXT. I was not like I wasn't a big fan of it, but you know. It was new to me. It didn't grow on me like Raw and SmackDown did. Or maybe I just wasn't a fan of the fighting. I was just more of a fan of the entertainment that came with it. But nonetheless, I'm happy NXT did win. This is well deserved. And I, you know, we'll see what goes. We'll see what comes with it after that. Or well, the next pay per view that comes up that might be okay or whatever. And that's your recap of Survivor Series. That's pretty much everything I saw. The overall grade for Survivor Series, I'm gonna give it a stellar B minus. A lot of things could have been done better. There's a few missed spots that could have been you know, addressed properly. But like I said, nonetheless, this was a it was a swell pay-per-view. Like I said, it wasn't the greatest, but it had a, a you know in matching up the best pay-per-view of the year with WWE. We still got TLC, so we gotta see what else happens with that. But this one maybe is the second best pay-per-view of um, second best, I can say. I guess in I wanna say the finale. I guess the finale. No, I don't think the finale was the second best. I think compared to SummerSlam and WrestleMania and how those ended. Um, Survivor Series to me might be maybe the third best pay-per-view I've seen this year. I don't. I think WrestleMania was just you know, despite seven hours of you know fighting and fighting and more fighting, it was. I I, I enjoyed it when it came to SummerSlam. I enjoyed it, especially when especially in the ending when Seth Rollins was able to overcome the odds and just. Bounced back to beat Brock Lesnar the second time. That was very awesome. That was a fantastic moment. And I guess at that time, you would have thought that Seth Rollins 
career peak would have just kept going. But the moment the theme Bray Wyatt came out, that was over with. But nonetheless, this was a um, Survivor Series was pretty much, I would say the third. If you're including War Games into the Survivor Series weekend, you could honestly say maybe the best, if not the second, just because of how War Games was presented. This is the first, and that was the first time I'm even watching an NXT pay per view when it came to War Games. I didn't talk about the War Games. I should have talked about it, but um, with the uh, I saw I saw Team Champa. I saw bits and pieces of Team Champa. Kevin Owens being a part of it, doing what he had to do to help Team NXT, well, Team Champa against the Undisputed Era. That was a fantastic match. The fact that this is this is the this is pretty much the meaning of War Games. Two rings, the way it's structured and steel. I had never seen it before. That's very dope. And hopefully that concept continues. Maybe, hopefully, maybe the WWE can adopt that into something. Or maybe WWE can make it bigger with War Games than it's ever done before and make that into an inter, you know, inter-brand pay-per-view War Games. But it's a, it's a you know, and also um, Team Baszler, they lost, their, their team lost to... Um, Kylie Ray, I think. Kylie, oh no, Rhea Ripley and Kylie Ray. It was pretty much a two on four handicap match, and sick. It was it was just beautiful from head to toe. Pete Dunne triple threat match to face Adam Cole for the championship. That was fantastic. Pete Dunne is definitely one of the best out there. Period. It was amazing, all from top to bottom. And I guess I'll see you on the next episode. This boy OG Bernie. Follow me, O-G-B-U-R-N-I-E dot B. That's my Instagram, Twitter handle. They can follow me there. You can follow the podcast at Let Burn Rant, L-E-T-B-U-R-N-R-A-N-T. Enjoy your day. Peace, love, and hair grease. Burn.